0: America that could not be put right quickly, dramatically, if across America in the pulpits of America from sea to shining sea this Sunday and every Sunday, a generation of preachers would open the book of proof and preach, "Thus saith the Lord God Almighty, without fear." God,
1: that I tell you has such energy, has such e- expression as it does, that it's so explicit for our lives, because God's wanting to help us with His Word that traces us and faces us and places us together.
0: They opnustos, and it means God breathes. All Scripture is God-free. Hebrews 4.12 says, The Word of God is quick
1: and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Here is an even divided asunder of the soul and spirit, and the joint of the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart.
0: Kogan, you're a pastor. I've been a pastor. You're a pastor now. Here's what I want you to deal with, um, as we are still speaking of the structure of an expository message. If you're a pastor, I, I believe as an evangelist, you should preach series. Um, I believe what, whatever. If you're a Sunday school, you're, you're dealing with a series every Sunday, and, you, and you're if you use the the church material, if you make your own material. Um, because there's so much in the Bible. why? Let, let me ask you this question, and, and then we'll get with the development of the structure of a series when right. you expound. But right. let me ask you this question. Why do you believe it's very important, and I believe for an evangelist it's important, there's most people don't believe that, but I do. Yes. But why do you believe as a pastor it's vital that we preach series in the Word of God?
1: Well... For one, when you're dealing with a series, especially if you're going through a book of the Bible,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. it makes the people want to read ahead.
0: Sure, absolutely. And uh,
1: it gets them reading it keeps, them it keeps, keeps them interested. keeps them interested. Yes, it keeps them interested. keeps them wondering, where are we going next? Right, right. What's God going to do next? What are we going to see next? What, what's the preacher going to preach on next week? Yeah, it yeah. keeps their mind focused on it. It keeps their heart longing. It keeps them hungry. Sure. Sure. And, uh, I mean, there's just great benefits to it. We've talked about that in a previous podcast, but there's also yeah. some benefits to it. I mean,
0: and, to, and some hungry and helps them study. And, two, the Bible's set up that way right. as a series. Yes, so sir. as a pastor, when you deal with a series, um, well, let me ask you this, because we want to certainly stay online, or stay on focus but with the structure. But I want to ask you this question because there's, there's young pastors listening, and uh, I've, I've heard from many um Older pastors that's been there and and they're getting I don't know if, I don't know if we can help them but I, yes. at least they're interested. And what we're saying I, we need to get some of them as guests on yeah. here and we'll definitely do that. Yes. But as a pastor, where do you begin? I mean I, I know there's things about, as a pastor especially, and I'll say this as an evangelist it should be the same thing and sadly it's not. But as a pastor, you see things or God reveals things in your congregation. So okay I need to deal with this series. I need, where do you begin? I mean where is your thought process beginning? When you're developing a series as a pastor?
1: A lot of times, um, it'll be, a lot of times I'll tell you, it'll be, I'll be studying one particular book.
0: Exactly. And
1: somehow, I don't, I'm not going to explain, I guess it's the Holy Spirit, God leading to it. Yes, But I'm not going to explain it, but somehow, usually, I'm going to, just honest, usually, I'll be reading through a book. And God will say, that's the one.
0: Yeah, yeah, God. It doesn't you. always
1: happen like that. I wish God it did. But a lot of the times, it's God's already been leading me in that way. Exactly. Before the before it's ever needed, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, before the the need ever comes, God's already given the provision for it.
0: Right, right.
1: And uh, He's already. A lot of times it's like that. Or um, I don't only go through books. Sometimes there'll be a key word. Sure. And uh, there's I've got a series on uh, the faithful sayings of Paul.
0: Oh, yeah, that's great. And uh, where
1: where every time Paul said, this is a faithful saying. And so there's four times that he says that. There's one time he says, this is a true saying. And uh, it's almost the same. But four times he says, this is a faithful saying. Right, right. And uh, so I went through and preached the paragraph of that faithful saying that Paul gave. And uh, it's amazing how God uses So it's when
0: that. God speaks to you. Right. And that right. happens, it should yes, happen sir. to all of us right. as a, a missionary, an evangelist, a Sunday school teacher, yes, a Bible right. college professor. When I mean, God is speaking to me right. in, a very, in a very powerful way, yes, sir. you know, you got to get it out. Right. So I think that's beautiful. I, of I
1: try to always make this a point not to ever preach a message if it hasn't spoken to me. Oh sure. Never yeah, to sure, preach through sure. a book if I haven't got something and gleaned yeah, something from yeah. that book. If I haven't learned and got help from it, if God hasn't given it to me, then how's it gonna help anybody exactly. else?
0: It's gotta start in it's me.
1: gotta start in me before it goes to anybody else.
0: Let me say this about series two because I, I think the critical thinking anyway is this, um, well, if you're an expository preacher, you can't preach on topics. Oh, that's so wrong. Right. That is so incorrect. Yes. That if, if you think that, you have no idea what expository yes. preaching is. Let me say what series will do for the evangelist, for the pastor, for the, for the Sunday school teacher. Um, there, there's a, let, me, let me mention this. There's a lot of people thinking about our government, at least yes. a, a, we're in the United States of America. Oh, yeah. I don't know where you're listening from, but in the United States of America, there's a lot of people thinking about our government. So if I'm a pastor, if I wanna deal with the government, that's a topic. That's a topic. It is. So, okay, we can deal with the topic. But how do we do it? We don't just say, okay, we're going to get a verse about the government, and then we're just going to criticize, and we're just yes. going to give our opinion on whether you ought to be Republican or Democrat and right. all this. And what, here's what you're going to do. You're going to make half your congregation mad. Yes. And, uh, not, but if I say what the Bible says, they get mad at the Bible, that, that's, that's not me. That's yeah. not that's you. Not that's not God. They yeah. are mad at God. So if I want to deal, and just, just, just an example. Say you're a pastor. You want to deal with the government. The greatest way you can deal with a topic is through series. Right. Because what you can do, you can go to every passage in the Bible yes, about the government. Yes. What does the Bible say about the government? You know, we are, I, Here's my favorite one. We ought to obey God rather than men. That's my favorite passage on yeah. the government right now. Anyhow, yeah. but what I should do, I shouldn't just go to that verse. Yeah. I should expound, why did he say that? Why? So let's we're dealing with the government in our topic, right. but we're going to expound that particular portion of Scripture to say what the bible says about yes, the government exactly. so a series i i mean and this is one and plus many things that you said but you can deal with topics yep. in a series exactly. so here's what i want you to do kogan because you are a pastor and god's blessing your church it's an amazing thing to watch what god is doing at your church i, I want you we, we developed the paragraph yes or, or, or even the, you do a chapter right. that way too but right. the only thing right. of the chapter there's many or there's two or three or, or more than that.
1: Before we dive into that, I got one thing I just thought about yeah. for some of the listeners maybe. Um, as far as when you're developing that structure in that paragraph. Right, right. I know a lot of Bibles like this one here. It starts in chapter 4 and it says it's it's only got chapter 4 in two right, paragraphs right. set up in this Bible. Right, sure. But a lot of times, like you said, this, could have th- this is three or four paragraphs easily. Sure. Um, so helping some of the listeners how do you find and pick out that particular paragraph
0: right? in your own study? Well, in a study Bible, and, and here's um, now the tragedy in some study Bibles, they, they start a paragraph in a different way. But in a study Bible, certainly, it's, it's, most of the time it's fairly easy because um, if you have the study, notes, they'll have a title of the paragraph. Right. Now, sometimes, at least in my way of studying, they, they start the paragraph wrong or correctly, or they end it correctly. <laughs> But here's where you find the paragraph you find the main theme so yes. the paragraph is developed around that main theme Now notice in your bible not a study type bible with right. notes and stuff but it has the paragraph symbol mm-hmm. and uh, so you have an idea yes. so but the greatest way to find because it is started in different ways the greatest way to find the paragraph is to find to find the main thought yes. and then you you work around that main thought and you'll find that right. and uh, but then in the chapter if you want to don't want to do it by paragraphs you you find the chapter if you find the main thought you'll find two or three main thoughts in chapter number four we didn't go through it all and uh, so you have two or three messages yes, and that's the greatest way to deal with that now in a series let, let me make this statement you still should be preaching paragraphs you right. still should be preaching chapters because <laughs> because and that we've we've all known the preacher that will preach the series and one message and uh, you know an hour and a half later we're thinking right. Help us, Lord, to get out of here. you know they, they preach the series man, exactly they preach series one message, and we all, we all struggle with the temptation yes, of that every preacher right, will right. every teacher will oh yeah so let 's take the series, whatever we 're dealing with, and uh, let 's find the paragraph let 's find the chapter yes that 's one message that 's two messages right. um, we 're still dealing with the same series, the same topic, yes, sir. so as a pastor you 've told us you know basically, and I hope that it 's that way with all of us. you told us as a pastor, as a preacher, as a teacher. We we begin to speak on what God has spoken to us about. Yes. So if God is speaking to me about the gospel or about winning souls or about um, some doctrine in the Bible, if I'm getting spoken to about that, I want to, that's my series. That's what I want to deal with. Or if I'm dealing with a particular subject, that's my series. That's what I want to deal with. So you've told us how God speaks to you. The the beginning the the thought process the beginning of this series. That's how God. But I, I want to know how you develop it because you're not just going to take one message for one night of revival. You've got to develop many messages for many Sundays, many right. Sunday schools, many classes, whatever it may be. You've got to yes. deal with all that. So, so just just give us a survey. Give us the structure. We we got the structure of the message, the paragraph or the chapter right. to expand. But give us the structure of the series when we're developing a series.
1: Right. Well, as I was uh, thinking on this, uh, I didn't want to give a book that was so long, something like Genesis or (laughs) Psalms.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, we'd be there (laughs) for a while. Or
1: Acts, where it's even 28 chapters. Sure. And uh, so earlier this year, I preached through the book of Malachi. And uh, so I'll kind of give you the structure and outline of Malachi. It's the last book in the Old Testament. And uh, so the book of Malachi is... uh, where I preached through this year. And so we'll look at just the structure and outline of that series that I did. And uh, so if you look at the book of Malachi, uh, you know, you want to look at the context, the time frame, when it is, all that. Not just for time's sake, I'm not going to give you all that. But you can study that out yourself and find all those things. But you get into the book of Malachi, and you find it's really in two divisions. There's only four chapters in Malachi, but there's two divisions, two main themes in it. And uh, I believe that you can look at the first two chapters and find the Lord's rebuke. Uh, if you want, to, you can use that term, you can use another term. Uh, but the Lord's rebuke, uh, one writer, I think it was John Phillips, says the Lord's complaints.
0: Yeah, yeah and, I like uh, that. So I like that. You
1: can look at that, chap- verses chapters one and two, that's the Lord's rebuke. And then the last two chapters, three and four, you can find the Lord's return. Or John Phillips said the Lord's coming.
0: Sure. And uh, sure. so
1: the Lord's return, the Lord's rebuke, we see those in the chapters, but then like Dale said, you've got to develop the paragraphs, and so you begin to look in chapter 2 with the main theme continually being the Lord's rebuking of Israel in this day, and uh, you know the context, it's uh, somewhere between, I'll just go and tell you, 445 B.C., 397 B.C., it's when uh, he's believed to prophesy, which would be the time of Nehemiah. And this is when these exiled Jews—they've rebuilt the temple and the walls—but now they've fallen away from God. They begin to serve false idols, and they're basically living a life in sin and against God. And so Malachi is prophesying in the day and, and time of Nehemiah. And so he's going through all these things. And uh, in the first couple chapters, the first paragraph that I find is for uh, verses one through five. Yeah. And we find what I called a message on love. And uh, as the Lord's rebuking them, he gives an introduction really to his rebuking. And uh, this is really gives us an idea when you're rebuking somebody, you always do it in love. And uh, so that's how God really deals with Israel in this passage. Before he rebukes them, he just reminds them how much he loves them.
0: Right, And right. Uh,
1: so that's what we find in the first uh, paragraph there in verses let, 1 through Let me five. say this,
0: Kogan, because when you're dealing with that, if, if they're looking in their Bible, Malachi 1. Right. The reason we know there's love, and we, we've got the setting of yes. the whole series. Right. But in verse number two, um, God speaking to yep. them and saying, I have loved you. That's it. That's it. That's why you it talked is. about love. That's yes. I have loved. That's the paragraph, exactly. and that's it. So yep. it's an amazing thing how God does that. Right.
1: And so that's the first five verses is a message on love, and I've got, you know, an outline on it. It's, his love was declared, his love was disputed, his love was demonstrated, and it was diffused. That's the first five verse first five verses. And, malachi one sure, sure and so you got the message on love and god's rebuke but then in god's rebuke you got uh, what i called a message on labor when god is telling them they need to get back to work get back to serving god yeah. and uh you know verse six says a son honored his father and a servant his master and he goes through all these things talking about wearing have uh we despise thy name and he goes through all these things just telling them they need to get back to serving god and quit just sitting there and doing nothing
0: He's still rebuking and them. He's still, still rebuking. It's him. still the same thing. Uh, yeah, you don't get away from exactly.
1: that. Exactly. It's still a rebuking going on, and uh, this is continuing because chapter two. So we see the message on love there, the message on labor, and uh, what I did is verse six through fourteen with the message on labor, and uh, it went through that. And then uh, into chapter number two, and it continues with the rebuking here again. This first two chapters is God's rebuke, and it says "and," so that's the conjunction. Continuing, me. Yeah, he's continue. continuing speaking to the people through Malachi, and uh, so in chapter number two, he starts in the rebuking and gives us a message on leading. He's talking directly to the priest, it says, in verse 1 in chapter 2. And so as he's talking to the leaders of the people, the ones that are the spiritual leaders and masters of that day, he's rebuking them. He's letting them, let them know how they need to lead. And uh, so there's a message on leading. And that's the first uh, nine verses, uh, one through nine. He gives a message on leading. And then verses uh, 10 through 16 in chapter 2, he gives a message, what I call, on linkage.
0: Yeah. He, he really starts <laughs> I like dealing that. with yeah. marriage. <laughs> That's he's rebuking good.
1: them. That's good. And uh, he's telling them how they ought to be linked up, how they ought to be together, how there ought to be unity, and dealing with all this with uh, marriage and the abominations that were committed in Israel and all that. And uh, so we're not going to preach the whole message to you right now, but a message on linkage of well, all let, the things going on. With
0: the let Lord. me Let me just say this. Because you ended chapter number 2, verse number 9, because you're going through the whole book, right? Um, That was excellent because verse number 10, um, my study Bible, I don't even believe your Bible, I don't know if any would, they don't separate verses 9 and 10, but they should. They should in the thought, in the process of how God is writing this book of Malachi. So that's an example of, let's be careful. Let's not do the whole chapter, even though maybe your Bible doesn't separate it. Let's be careful to find the main thought or the main theme because you you were excellent in separate and stopping at verse 9 and then starting again in verse number ten, that's where we got to be careful in some of yes. that.
1: Yeah, and so that's the message on linkage, verse ten through that's seventeen. Yeah, and oh, really sixteen it cuts off. Sure, and, sure. And um, you may think this is strange, but really the Lord's return comes from verse seventeen in the chapter number two, all the way through chapter four.
0: Right, and, right.
1: And uh, it, it's strange because you think it would just start in chapter number three with verse seventeen, but it. It's actually the end of chapter number 2. Sure. And uh, so you really go from chapter 2, verse 17, and down through uh, verse number 6 in chapter 3. And that's your paragraph there. Right. And uh, that is the Lord's return starting now. It's a little bit of a different idea that he's talking about his coming, the Lord uh, returning and all of these things. And so we really, what I call a message on the Lord. He's really just talking about himself in this passage. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it says in verse 17, you've wearied the Lord. So there's the Lord. It says, when you say, everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord, where is the God of judgment? He said, behold, I will send my messenger. He said, "Uh, the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. And uh, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. And so he's talking about himself, explaining some things about himself. And uh, so you can go through verse number 6 with that in chapter 3. And I talked about his his uh, immediate reception, his let's see, his um, uh, immediate reception, and then there's a few points: there. imperial resolve, and then his Im- in uh, immutable righteousness. And yeah, verse sure. Verse six, and it exactly. says, For "I am the Lord; I change not. He's constant. He's changeless. He's compassionate." And so we see all that there through verse number six. And uh, but then. You not only see the message on the Lord, he talks about himself, and it's always good to have him in there, so you don't yeah, want to miss absolutely. him. absolutely. And uh, so Malachi tells us that. But then we see what I call a message on loot in verse 7 uh, through 12. <laughs> I like that. And uh, it's it's just money. I'm just <laughs> alliterating with A's, <elves>, you know, <laughs> Yeah, that's loot. good. And uh, so he's talking about money, tithing, and all that. We understand that. And so you go through verse number 12 talking about the loot. And uh, so we won't dwell too much on that. I don't want nobody to get mad at us talking about money. No, don't so do that. Don't do that. that. <laughs> we'll, let, then, we'll let their pastor do that. Yeah, we'll let the pastor <laughs> do that. So, and then we get to verse 13 in chapter 2 and what I call a message on later.
0: Hmm.
1: And uh, I actually, the way I did this, Adele, I don't know if mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. would do it this way, but what I did was I actually... Chapter four literally has six verses.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the
1: way I did this paragraph is I went from verse thirteen all the way through verse number six.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Same and subject. You, you same really subject. could
1: break it up, but it's sure. the same subject, yeah. the same theme going through all of it. And so what I did was a message on later. Yeah. And uh, so it's a message on future things, things that are to come, things that haven't happened yeah, it's yet. Wonderful. But they're on the way, talking about the Lord's return. Right, message on the right. later days, what God's gonna do in the future. And uh, I talked about the complainers. God tells us in the first few verses, there's some that are just complaining all the time. And and then there's comprehenders. There's people that are actually comprehending the work of God, remembering what he's doing. And then there's the coming in chapter number four of the Lord. And it talks about all the things that are to come when he returns. Well, that
0: chapter four wraps it up. It closes not just that message, but the whole book. Yes, and uh, so that was that was excellent. Yeah. And, I, and like we mentioned before, in the Old Testament, especially there, there's a little bit different structure sometimes in some books. Right. And so a little a different idea. Right. So, Cogan, here's the thing. If we're dealing with the structure of a series, mm-hmm. basically, if I want to expound a book of the Bible or a subject of the Bible, basically what you did is exactly what we talked about in the first part of this. You, you still took the paragraphs, right. somewhat the chapters, um, exactly. You had, but you had to separate the chapters because of the main idea. Right. But it all dealt with rebuke. You, and it's, it's an amazing thing. When we dealt with the paragraphs or the chapter, if you're just expounding a paragraph yes. or a chapter, you certainly stick with the main theme. Right. Here Here's the idea. Here's where we mess up in a series many times. When you start developing a series, you get away from the main theme. Right. Everything you developed, everything you said was rebuke and return, rebuke yes. and return, everything yep. you dealt with. So
1: it all leads back to that main idea exactly. You, you
0: stay up. your mind. So, here's what we need to remember when we're developing the series you still, you still expound the paragraphs, yep. the chapter. There's no difference in that. You yep. expounded and developed the paragraph, and the chapter is exactly the way we dealt with in the first part of this. Yes, so, you're still doing that, you're just sticking with one theme, which is right. rebuke and return. Yes. Sir. So, truth of the matter is, I, mean, if, I can, if I can learn the structure of the paragraph or the chapter, um, the series is no problem because what we do, we, we just talk about, especially in a book, uh, one yes. particular book, we stay in that book. Right. And a book is like a paragraph. In the Bible, m- yeah. many times it, it has one thought or one main right. theme, at least the survey yes. of it, unless you're going to Psalms or different other things. Right. Um, but you stay with that one main theme even when you develop four, five, six different messages It's all about rebuke and return.
1: It's almost like one gigantic message. Yeah. yeah. You've got to break it up, like you said, so it's not three hours long. So you're
0: not going to stay there, yeah, and then nobody comes Uh, back next Sunday. So when you develop your series as a pastor, you're you're still doing exactly what we talked about in the first part. You're you're doing one chapter or one one paragraph at a time. But you're just, instead of pointing back to that one theme in the paragraph, you're doing that. But you are still keeping their mind on, hey, this is rebuke from God, this is it's, return it's, God. A,
1: it's like you go to the book and you see the big picture.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's like as
1: if you have a camera lens and you're zooming in with sure, the paragraphs. Sure, You're seeing the big picture with the structure, the Lord's rebuke, the Lord's return in Malachi. Right. But then as you zoom in, you start to see little things that are within <laughs> those little <laughs> walls. Right, And uh, right. So it starts to reveal a little bit more to you just in detail. So you can see the big picture, but you start sure. zooming in in those paragraphs.
0: And I thought about this. If you would have just, and, and I'm, we've all done it, but if you would have just preached the one message in Malachi, or if you would have just, here's why a series is important, at least in my mind when you're expounding the scriptures. If you would have stopped with um, the first two chapters, because there is somewhat of a division from chapter 2 to chapter number 3. Right. If you would have stopped, you would have missed it. Because in verse number three, the first or chapter three, verse number one, the first word is behold. So what he said in chapter number one and number two, now now he's saying, all right, now let's pay attention. Here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's about, you know, the future, the return, all that kind of. So in a series, you can develop everything that God wants you to develop. Yes. And uh, but but at the end of the day you just expound that that paragraph. Because the end of
1: chapter number two he asked the question, where's the God of judgment? and then it says you can't stop you can't, you can't stop, stop there That's there. a question if you
0: stop you the yeah question. <laughs> if you stop at the end of chapter number two they're thinking okay yeah. what's the answer yeah. well, where is the god again? yeah where's yeah that? yeah well he, he's not coming because we're not talking about chapter number three yeah. so then and like we said at the first part of this god answers the question yeah. about, but you got to continue in that exactly. text yeah. and uh so so here it is we we've talked about the development of an expository message through paragraph, which I think is important, or through a chapter, but be careful, because many times there's more than one paragraph in a chapter. And then you develop the series, and basically it's the same thing, but you stay on the same thought or the same book. Um, If you want to do a series on a topic, you do that, but go to every passage that the Bible deals with of that topic that's important, and then you develop the paragraph. So if anybody's wondering, okay, how do I develop an expository message? Um, You stay with the Bible. You stay with the structure of the Bible. But the most important factor, whether it's a series, whether it's a paragraph, whether it's a chapter, the most important factor of developing an expository message is what most, and let me say this, well, that's not true, but I can say what many expository preachers miss or teachers is the main thought, the main theme. You can go verse by verse, but if you don't get the main theme, you're missing it. Many times you're out of context. Because you're just saying one verse, this verse, that, exactly. but you've not got to the main thing. Yes. So I want to say this about developing an expository message. Find the main fault and then surround that main fault with Scripture. That is expounding the Scriptures. Right. Now, as a pastor, when, when you're dealing with this, and I want you to talk about this. When you're dealing with this, um, you're still looking for the main fault, even in right. a series, even in you know if you're if you're working on next sunday morning's message um you you're still developing that main thought right. and you're still looking for what god has said yes sir. in the expository and uh, say this kogan i i, I think we do want to deal with this and then I want to um, then I'll close with this w- with the thought but when you're closing the series at the end of the, when you got done with malachi yes, and you're you're done you're you're done with those chapters um do you sum up? Do you go back to say, okay, here's what Malachi, do you make it right. like a summary right. of what Malachi said or do you summarize that message?
1: Okay, so the way I do it personally mm-hmm. is um, every time that I preach the paragraph, I always reiterate the last paragraph.
0: Wonderful. And I Wonderful. reintroduce yeah. that Wonderful. because
1: every week, you know, a whole week that you, you may preach a Sunday morning series, Sunday night series, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. you've got a whole week in between that people are gone. Yeah, sure. There's no telling what's on people's mind. Well, that's review, and yeah, Yeah. you have to review it. And uh, so the way I do it is I just kind of reiterate it—not a long time, but just simply just refresh their memory uh, from what we dealt with the previous week. Right. And so reiterate that last paragraph, just remind them, hey, this was a message in chapter one. This was a message on love. The Lord rebuking them, but he reminded them about his love. Yeah. So now let's look at the labor in verse uh, six and talk about that. And uh, so then, yeah, at the end of the. Whole book of Malachi, or the end of the whole series, I would reiterate the whole thing. Yeah, and, uh, you summarize it, of course. Yeah, sure. Don't preach every message all again.
0: Yeah, but yeah.
1: summarize it. Just remind them of the main idea of it, uh, the main points again: the rebuke, the return, and just tie it all together. What the Lord was saying, and uh, yeah, so you definitely. Yeah, you have summarize. A at the
0: end. Well, let me say this, and then I want to close with this. Um, and I've said this so often because it's so true. The greatest teacher is repetition. Yes. And you gotta review, you you gotta, as a Bible student, the greatest teacher is repetition. So you gotta go back. And even if I'm just reading my Bible, I really need to go back and kind of scan what I read the day before or the night before, whatever. So the greatest teacher is repetition. So you do go back and you review. And uh, let me say this in closing, Cogan, I've enjoyed this so much, um, just developing the structure. Um, I wanna say to every Bible teacher out there, whether you teach Sunday school, whether, whether you're in a Bible college, whether you're a pastor, whether right. you're in evangelist mission, whatever it is, everyone will develop the way God wants them to develop. We have give you an idea. Um, I, do, I, do, I do believe, beyond any shadow of a doubt, you've got to stick with the main theme. If you don't do that, you're going to mess up the interpretation. Yeah. But everybody will develop different. Some people will alliterate. Some people will not alliterate. You don't have to. Some people will um, maybe even structure their outline different. That's yeah. fine. Um, now, I will <laughs> encourage you to have an outline for order. Um, a lot of guys don't understand that, but I think it's important to do that. Yes. But people, Cogan, people will do it different than me and you, and that's okay. Um, the, the main theme is the Bible. Preach the Bible. Preach the yes. Word. Expound the Scriptures. Exactly. But you may. But let this be a start. If you don't expound the Scriptures and you want to, let this be a starting point. Yes. Let this be a place. Okay, here's what I've learned. Let me start here and let me go. Many people don't preach through paragraphs. So that's what God is. Um, I believe. A it's a conviction for me yes. because of the main thought. That's right. what God has convicted me to do. God may not do that with you. God may just have you do it in a different way, a different You can structure it different, but there has to be a starting point. There has to be order, and there has right. to be a discipline in your life of a study. Exactly. And that's, that's the structure yes. of the expository message. So, Kogan, I'm going to get you to close, and uh, I want you to tell us about that baby's getting ready to come here, but um, and uh, Haddon, and I'm excited about seeing him and uh, what God's going to do with his life. And uh, But I, I, I hope we have piqued the interest of some people that maybe right. don't expound the Scriptures. Yeah. But I, I hope through this you will expound the Scriptures because here we go again. The Bible said, Paul said, preach the Word, not around yes. the Word, not about the Word, not to the Word. Preach the Word. Right. And that's a commandment. And the Cogan, you close us, and uh, I've enjoyed this series. It's been wonderful. I've enjoyed being a part of this yes, today. Yes, sir.
1: It's been awesome. Thank you all for tuning in with us. And Yeah, the baby. He's due in about two weeks, but uh, the doctor said it could be any time, so we're looking forward to that and uh, anticipating what the Lord's going to do. He sure is good to us, so we praise him. But uh, thank you for tuning in with us. Like we said, this was just giving you a structured idea of how to develop expository messages, and we sure appreciate you joining us for this. And uh, stay tuned for episodes that are to come. And keep praying with us that the Lord would use it and bless us and stir our hearts about the Word of God. And uh, we sure do appreciate each of you, and may God bless you. And join us again for the Exposition Expedition.
0: Keep praying for this podcast. Thank you so much for your interest in being a Bible student. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is the Exposition Expedition.